Welcome to the podcast. I am Rob. I don't know if you've ever worked for a company that would offer you a pizza party to celebrate some kind of achievement at the workplace. A sales goal met. Whatever it could be. It usually entails the company gaining some more money. Because as far as I'm aware, they don't throw pizza parties right before they're, you know, selling the business or laying people off. Though it'd be a nice thing to do, but you, just, you, you don't see that. So it's usually the business has celebrated uh, making more money with buying the people who made it that money pizza. Now, maybe you think, well, the capitalists are just ignorant. They're doing it just out of the goodwill, the goodness of their heart. Well, you, my friend, are an optimist. I believe it to be that spending 50 bucks on pizza is certainly a lot less money than sharing in the profits, than giving each employee uh, a monetary bonus. Because I'm, I, I, I don't know, I really would have to contort myself into all different shapes to believe that a capitalist is unaware of its employees being part of the business for anything other than money. Now, realistically, people go to businesses for uh, the the camaraderie, the, the work environment, the love of their job, yes. But at the end of the day, if these people were not earning money, they wouldn't show up. And a capitalist knows that. Capitalists have to know that. That's how they run their business. That's why they're celebrating. They got more of that thing that makes them go. So I can only believe that they throw these pizza parties as another celebration of uh, profits. That they can satiate their masses, their employees, thinking that they're giving them enough to say, we value you. We value you in two large pizzas. One half pepperoni. That's, that's your value to us. Which next time say... I don't know if I can pack up a couple of these slices and offer them to my landlord or exchange them at the grocery store for other food. But next time, could we uh, share in the profits? And if you don't want to say that, that's fine. I understand it. (laughs) They might not want to keep you around, which is weird because when they value someone who who is that wise to think, ah, if we're doing so good in business, I'd rather not have a pizza. I'd rather have some of that money. Why is that money not trickling down, as they say? Well, maybe because you're not as valued as they want to portray with this so-called pizza party. And it could be anything. Donuts, buy you dinner for covering a shift, uh, coming in and staying late. They get you lunch. Why, instead of doing that, give you the money? And if you want to get yourself a lunch, fine. But let's say you got something to fix on your car or you got an overdue bill that needs paying. Wouldn't that be nice? It's funny how the management doesn't miss out on bonuses, but somehow 
all the people that kind of make those profits happen miss out on any of the profit sharing. Well, I bring this up because I feel like I see it more and more. Maybe it's just covered in the news I read about more where these companies are throwing a pizza party where people are sharing it with me, with me more, where they're offering people, you know, some kind of meal voucher to come in on a weekend shift. <laughs> Which is like, really? We work for money. Offer more money. Why is this a hard thing to understand? Don't offer food. We don't come in to work for food. We come in to work for money. Offer money. Simple concept. And they know that. Come on. I feel like if they didn't know that, I'd just be calling them stupid, right? They'd be stupid if they if they were unaware of that. If they didn't know that their employees are are valued, <laughs> I hate to say that, by their earnings. That's how they feel valued. I mean, there's so much more that goes into it the safe place to work and being respected at your work. But at the end of the day, there's a monetary value on the time the employee gives you. So that's what I mean, that kind of value. And if you've ever experienced this, maybe not now in your career, maybe you're at the point where you're getting bonuses, great. There are people still experiencing this on the regular. More importantly, companies think they can get away with this on the regular. Which I say, we need to change that. And that's really what I want to talk about in this podcast for the next few episodes. I feel like this needs to be addressed. I feel like the culture needs to change and it doesn't change without some new ideas. And I feel like there's also been a shift for the working class in America. And I think more people are keen to uh, joining together to show their power in numbers. Organizing. And I think it's an important thing. And I tell you this as someone who has negotiated my contracts that I survived off of. In radio, I worked for contracts. And I had negotiated each one myself. And it was tough doing it alone. And I would ask for help. And I wanted people to stand by my side. Because I knew before um, I really truly knew what the definition of organizing one was, I just knew that if I had more people to say like, hey, if you don't get this, we're all we're all going to not go on strike, but you know, we're going to withhold our work for a minute. I get strike. And I knew if I could have people to side with me on that, I had a better shot at getting what I knew I had earned. And we're talking, this was years ago. And I was just kind of doing it on my own. And unfortunately, when I had no one to stand by my side, the company knew that. And they said, this is what it is. And this is, you know, you take it or you can walk away. That's why when I argue with people and they go, if you don't like the job, why don't you just go get another one? And I go, that's such an ignorant, simpleton, stupid thing to say. Because some people love their job, they just understand how underpaid they are. Especially when you talk about what you make and you know what other people make in the industry at your 
particular position, you may be severely underpaid. That's why I say there should be a national share your wage day. Everyone should be talking about what they're making. And the more I share that with people and the more people do it, the more people start to find out that they're making almost as much as people who were just hired are making. And they've maybe been at the company for five, six years. And it makes them angry. And rightfully so. Now, the company will tell you, oh, it's poor etiquette. Don't talk about money. That is such BS. That's only taboo because companies don't want you. They want you in the dark. They don't want you to know that you've been here for five years and your reward is nothing. You're making what somebody walking in the door is making. This is why it's so important to talk about it. So when they say, oh, just go get another job. Well, number one, if you have a job you love, wouldn't you just want to be able to earn a living at that job? Maybe you're saying, oh, well, I earn a living, so I'm just fine. Great. Don't you want other people to? Are you that self-absorbed and selfish and that care less for other people in your community? I say this regardless of what position I'm in. I don't want anyone to have to work a job that they love, that they give their time and life to, and not be able to survive or just get by. I think that's atrocious, especially when I know a lot of these CEOs and managers, or not even managers, but higher-ups, don't have to worry about feeding their kids, keeping the lights on. If their car breaks down or they have a medical emergency, they don't sweat that. They have money in the bank. And I don't want, I, I think if you want to call this country the best one in the world, then you got to know that even the people who are working lower paid jobs don't have to sweat if their car breaks down. That's what I envision a great country to be. So back to my point. Is that if your company offers you the pizza party in exchange for more work, you don't have to take that. But it all starts with knowing that you have power in numbers. And I really want to dive into this topic and really go through it. Because this is something that, I mean, in my early 20s, and that was a long time ago, I was doing, I just didn't know the names of it, and I didn't know, you know, really what I was doing, but I was organizing. I had no idea what I was doing, really. I just knew that we could show them that they might think they have the power, but we got the numbers. And if we decide we're not doing the show, guess what? They're shit out of luck. And they're going to listen to our demands a little bit better. And when we say we can't survive off this, they're going to go, oh, well, we want to make sure that you can survive because you make us a lot of money, which we did. And I think the workers should have a powerful voice at the table. I don't think they should be dictated to because that's the other part of this where these people, I hate that it's the working class. When they go, uh, if you, don't, you you should just, you know, negotiate for what you want. It's a free country. If you don't like it, go get another job where you can negotiate for more. And I'm like, these people have obviously never negotiated for the salary and their benefits. Because when you're doing it alone, you don't have much power. There are situations where you do have a little more power. 
But a lot of times you're going up against a million-dollar company, a hundred-thousand-dollar company, people who are highly trained to make sure that they underpay you as best they can so they get the most profit out of you. Now, there are the rare exceptions, companies that want to just pay people uh, to stay for longevity. Though I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. I feel like people don't stay at a company through their lifetime. Number one, because companies don't pay enough anymore. But <laughs> but I really want to get into the organizing part of this. And I'll just say, because I'm going to wrap this up, that it starts with just talking to people at your work. Just finding out where other people's heads are at. Because who knows? Some people might not want money. That's what I always imagine these these selfish naysayers who are like, eh, if you don't like it, quit. If you don't like it, leave. I go, so if you had the option of taking a little bit of a bonus from a profit share as a reward for your company doing something great where you know they made more money than they expected or just a pizza party you'd take the pizza party you're okay with that i feel like these people like hold in all their complaints about work just so they can shit on other working class people and they pretend like no my life is perfect i would work seven days a week like these faux like all i want to do is work there are these people that brag about i got three jobs and i work seven days a week and i never see my kids and i'm like is this a brag or is it a cry for help? I can't figure it out. I mean, I guess if you just want your life to be spent at work and when you die, you're like, I just wish I had some more time to spend at work. Okay. I, I can respect there are people out there like that. But if people aren't like that, can you respect that they might appreciate their weekends? That they would rather have money instead of a pizza party? I hope these people can respect that. Because this is the heart of it. That the workers who make up the company should have some kind of say. I know that might sound crazy to people. Especially bosses. God knows they don't want to give up the power. And I'm not talking about a full democracy. Jesus. Capitalism does not like democracy. Okay? Let's be very clear on that. Capitalism and democracy are opposites. Do democracy is people getting a say. Each person having a say in what happens. Capitalism is those with the most money or who owns the business says what happens. There's no choice. There's no vote. There's no nothing. It's the one with the most money, with the most power, who runs the company. They decide, and that's it. Now, that's not a critique. I'm just saying that they're, they're opposites. They're completely different. <laughs> so when people are like, America is capitalism. Okay, just know what you're saying. <laughs> just be acutely aware that you're saying it's one person that usually has the most money or owns the business 
decides everything. One person. That sounds like a dictator, but okay. When I think if you'll ask anybody who has street smarts, education smarts, business smarts, is that a good thing for just one person to have all the power? Maybe you think so. I don't. And even when I was in charge of a team of people, I like taking votes. I like getting feedback. I like hearing all different sides of the story, even ones I don't agree with. Because it might spark an idea. It might lead me somewhere I had never thought. But the only way we can change this, to get the workers to have some kind of voice... Now, I'm not saying an equal one, but I'm saying a powerful one, more powerful than it's been, is to organize. And we'll just keep it at, it starts with talking to people. Genuinely. You need to find out where people's heads are at. Some people just might be content. And that's okay. There are some people that don't even aren't even aware that it could be different. That's always the most shocking to me. Some people haven't even thought like this. They just think that's the way it is. It's always been that way, and it will always be this way. It will never get any more money. It's just pizza party. You're going to come in and work the weekend, and you'll get a pizza party. And I say, if you work on the weekends, right? Wasn't the work week week Monday through Friday? For people who have to work the weekends, why isn't there a national weekend rate? Like we have a federal minimum wage. Well, if you have to work on the weekends, I don't care what you do. You should get a few more dollars an hour because you're putting your weekends to work. That may sound crazy (laughs) to some people. But that's what I, I, I believe. Whether or not it affects me is irrelevant. I just think if you're spending your weekends away from your kids when your kids are off of school, you're spending your weekends for anything other than to get away from, to to enjoy the end of the week, you should have a couple more bucks per hour. Not a pizza party. But we'll get into all my business thoughts at a later point. Right now, I just want to talk about talking to people. Just become aware. You know, especially if things, if there's a safety issue, if maybe you've heard your boss talk to someone inappropriately or disrespectfully. I used to hear this all the time. You know, my last job in radio, (laughs) the the guy who had been on the air for years and years, he would, we would go into commercial, get off the air, and he would scream at people. Just be a dick, complete dick. When I was new, I'd go, what? And I would say to him, can we communicate differently? Can you just speak to me? I can't understand you when you're you're this furious and you're like having a tantrum. I'd say, can you just, can you calm down and can you just talk? If you just talk to me, I can understand. And he would get so angry, he would leave the room, walk down the hallway and go to the bathroom. And the people that I worked with, they would go, just don't do that. Just say you're sorry to him. Just apologize and just leave it alone and just say sorry and just nod to whatever, even if you don't understand them. And I go, what? And apparently that's just what they had done. It was like handling a baby. They were like, jingle keys at him until his temper tantrum's over and then he'll be okay. 
And I just thought, this is so poisonous. It's toxic. You guys must have PTSD from working with them. Because no 50-year-old man should have a temper tantrum at you over nothing. You know what I mean? It was really, it was stupid stuff. Nobody messed up. Nobody was putting anyone's job in jeopardy. We weren't working in the in the field of medicine, so we weren't endangering lives. It was just his ego. <laughs> That's it. But if you experience something like that, go talk to the person after and go, are you okay? Like, what was that about? Talk to the people at your workplace because you might find out that people are just fed up. And what I've witnessed is huge turnover rates. People will leave jobs because their bosses suck, because something's unsafe, because they feel like they're being put at risk every day, mentally, physically. But you're never going to know unless you talk to people. And it can be a hard conversation, but I encourage you to do it. Because if you find out that a bunch of people have the same issue you do, then you have a legitimate concern that you can bring to them. And if it's just you bringing it to your boss, you may have been dismissed a million times already. Or maybe you haven't even brought it to him because you're too scared. This way, finding out if other people hold the same concerns kind of gives you that safety of numbers. And it gives you some more power because if multiple people, like I said the other day to someone, I said, one time, okay, it can be a, an incident. Two times, I'm a little suspect. But three times, it looks like a pattern. And there may be patterns at your work. So the first step, really, I think, in organizing is just talking to people. See where everybody's head's at. And for the people, you know, there might be a glaring concern, a glaring issue. And they just might go, eh, I don't care. Sometimes you'll even hear them say, you know, I've worked with people who just knew they were leaving the job. They say, I, I don't care. I'm going to be gone soon. And for me, I always think, well, it's not even about whether or not I'm going to be here. It's about like who who else might work here? How would would it affect them? Is it going to affect other people? Is this good in the long run? And for those people who are like, I don't care. I'm leaving soon. And maybe they, they do care, but they think they're leaving soon anyways. Or the people who are just like, I just don't care. I know it's horrible, but I don't care. I always say, well, I'm fighting for you too. And that's okay if you don't want to become a part of this or seek to make it right or make it good. But I'm going to do it anyways. And you might have to take the mantle up on your own. Hopefully you'll get some allies to come and join together to improve your conditions but it's not always the case but the only way you find out is by talking to people so maybe this week at work something happens if you notice something's broken again the printer just ain't printing and it's been months <laughs> and you're like we really need this printer you can just start asking people when's the last time you've seen this thing work you go, I don't know, forever. You go, wouldn't it be nice if they fixed it? Yeah, it'd be nice. Never going to happen. Well, how do we know? Would you join with me to fight to get the printer fixed? And it's just that simple. Just like that. You've organized a couple of people to improve the quality of your workplace. That's what organizing is. That's what a union is. It's as simple as that.
I hope this wasn't too long and rambled of a podcast. It's very late at night, and I gotta wrap this up. And I know I haven't been uh, keeping up with it lately, and I'll get into that story as to why, maybe in one of these episodes. But I appreciate you taking the time, and I really feel like this is valuable information to share because right now there's, <clears throat> I don't know if it's a wave or a, a culture shift or just a paradigm shift in the country, but. I feel like the young people are ready to unionize again. It was like when America had strong unions and wages were improving and we were cutting out child labor and they were getting weekends and the 12 day work, uh, the 12 hour work day went to eight. And instead of working seven days a week, we went to five. You know, all these improvements that unions fought for, I feel like that's happening again. And I just have this ultimate faith in these younger generations that they want better conditions and they're not going to take, they're not going to do it just because, oh, that's how it's always been. I hate to sound like, you know, a tinfoil hack conspiracy theorist because I say like, that's what the corporate capitalist elite wants you to believe. They want you to just go, this is how it's always been and it's never going to change. They want you to take that hopeless tone. Because as soon as you submit to that, you're just pure profits to them. You'll cause no issues. You'll quietly go along at a wage that inflation will outpace and not allow you to survive in just in a few short years. So this is such an important thing to start talking about. How? How do you organize your work? How do you come together with your coworkers to have a voice, especially if you know, if your company's doing good, let's say a company like, uh, I met this guy who works in the cannabis industry. They were opening a new shop and I was like, and he was trying to get this person to work for him. And I said, what are the benefits? What are you paying? And it turns out it was like horrible. And he said, ah, there's no money in it. We're not making much money. And I said, oh Yeah. So uh, companies that are opening new locations aren't making a lot of money. That's befuddling. I would think if you're not making money, you'd be closing down locations, cutting overhead, right? You don't want to be opening a new location if you're not making any money in the business. Of course, I was being sarcastic because I know the cannabis business is a billion dollar industry. It is one of the fastest growing and it is going to be one of the biggest industries if capitalism doesn't absolutely fuck itself by just trying to profit gouge right from the get-go. There's a way to do it and I feel like they're not doing it right. And it starts like this, by paying people shit wages, giving them no benefits and pretending like, oh, it's just, it's a hard thing to get into right now. No, it's not. And if it is, why are you opening up a new shop and asking for more people to work? It's bullshit. And they sell it. Like it's a five-star fucking meal. So don't buy it. Don't believe it. Question it. You don't want to work for someone like that anyways. I didn't say this, but... You go... Well, if it's such a fumbling industry to get into why would anybody want to go and work there there's no job security on that it's so funny how they try to upsell it when they want you in and then when you're asking you know why aren't you paying better all of a sudden the industry is crumbling and we can't even hire people 
It's suspect, isn't it? It is. All right, I've been doing this too long anyways. I just wanted to get in and tell you, start talking to people at your work. The next episode, we'll get into what happens after you start talking to people. And again, this is, if you want to organize your work, if you want to have some kind of say, if there's something pestering you, if the boss keeps making you work Saturday saying he'll buy you lunch and you want to go, bro, I fucking work for money, not pizza. Give us more money and then we'll come in. We have no problem coming in and doing work. It's that you want to fucking say, here's donuts. Enjoy that. And I want to go, donuts? Can can I bring these to the gas station and fill up my tank with donuts? Get the fuck out of here. Sorry for all the cursing. It should say explicit <laughs> on the podcast. But if something like that is happening at your work and you want to attempt to fix it and you don't think you can do it on your own because management will just blow you off because management can be a bunch of twats, then start talking to people. And I'll tell you what, this could be the beginning of change. Something that maybe you didn't even think it could happen yourself. And people told you it will never happen. Well, don't believe them. Okay? Start talking to people at your work. And if you have never talked to these people, just, hey, how you doing? We've worked here together for how long? And I don't even know your name. My name is this. Talk to everybody. Plus, if somebody at your work is suffering, if there's something that maybe you haven't seen, you want to know about it. Because who the fuck would want anyone to have to endure that at work? You know, we got to better our communities. We got to want better for each other. Start talking to people at your work. The next episode, we'll get into the next step of organizing. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob. Peace.